Hello and welcome to Crab Cakes and Football. That's what Maryland does. I'm Travis Ware alongside my brother Eric Ware. And Taysom Hill's a weapon. We called it, baby. Let's go. We are Marylanders. We like crab cakes. We like football. We like to talk about such things. Man, before we get into it, Eric, how you doing? I'm doing well. Football is in full swing. And uh, in Maryland, fall is finally a season. That's fantastic. I'm enjoying the weather. Uh, Halloween's right around the corner. Watching scary movies. Life's awesome. How about you? Uh, agreed. Great time of year. Excited for this weekend. Excited for next weekend. Um, and then, of course, Halloween following that. So I'm definitely glad to have some 70-degree weather days and not just jump down to 50. Um, yeah, it's, so it's, nice. it's, it's very nice. But, Eric... We called some stuff last week. We we certainly did. We we kind of put the Saints on blast for not using Taysom Hill. And what did they do this weekend, Travis? They used Taysom Hill. And did they just use him a little bit? They used him a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> they, they he performed. Did. Nine rushes, 112 yards, three touchdowns rushing, and then one pass, 22 yards, one touchdown. And he even had Don't a fumble, forget. Yeah. <laughs> fumble recovery on special exactly. teams. <laughs> Almost all three faces. Okay, let's put him on defense. Right, we'll get see some tackles. What see if he gets a Probably pick. get a pick. All right, let's have a good time. But Taysom Hill, great game. Keep it up. Moving on. Another thing we called. We've been calling this from the beginning of the year. We certainly. We said by. It came a little earlier than I thought, to be honest. But Matt Rule out. Shocker, right? Like we. I mean, we we said this at the beginning of the year. Why was he even still there? If I feel like if you're a Carolina fan right now, you're frustrated, right? Because it's like, what did we? This season is a complete waste of time. Oh yeah. Because we could have just gone into the season. Like I'm all about. Well, I don't know. Actually, my opinion changed about firing coaches mid season. But we're not even at mid season at this point. So like, you know, we're what five? We're in week six, so five games through the season. It. I mean, this is a mulligan season at this point. Like, you, there's nothing... You're not doing anything. Like, you're rebooting your team, and it's never a full reboot, right? Because whoever keeps the interim head coach, they're going to go cycle through somebody next year. And it's like, well, why couldn't we have done that this year? Right. I completely agree. Complete waste of five weeks. You already knew what was going on there. And a complete... and But because you wasted those five weeks and finally got them out, now you're wasting a whole season. And, exactly. of course, now what do you do with your quarterback situation? I mean, I guess you just <laughs> grab away the rest of the season and draft somebody is really what it seems like it's going to have to happen. And then what do you do with Mayfield and Darnold after that? Now, I got a question for you, Eric. If you're a GM, do you take a flyer on Sam Darnold if you are in a bind next year? Well, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? If I'm in a bind, I think yes. I I, I think at very least you put them in a place where you are playing on drafting a quarterback and then you have them battling out, right, for the starting job. I mean, I think Donald, at the very least, deserves a chance to battle the job. And I say that because, like, Sam Donald has looked bad with the Jets, who until this year were the Jets. And then, Adam Gase. And then, right, right, exactly, Adam Gase. So Adam Gase and Matt Rule have been his head coaches. Ben McAdoo, who I consider to be about as good as Adam Gase at offensive coordinating, is the offensive coordinator of Carolina. So he's never really had a good coach. And so if, especially if I'm a GM and I like my coach and, I, and it's an offensive-minded guy, sure, why not? Like, bring him in. And I mean, at the very least, this league, backup quarterbacks are so important. Yes. Like, hello, Miami. And so, like, yeah. you have to have 
Uh, and, and that's the thing. I mean, Darnold, unfortunately, has health issues, which you don't want in your backup quarterback. Right. But I still think you have to at least take a flyer on a backup fighting for the starting job. I mean, what do you think? I Still only 25. Right. And the oldest 25-year-old in the entire league. And has shown some flashes. I mean, he started out, what, 3-0 with Matt, with Matt Rule and Joe Brady as the OC right. last year. And then it turned into a complete dumpster fire. So was that more him? And then... Lack of wow. coaching later. That was also Christian McCaffrey going down. Yes, definitely. Definitely does not help. But I think I would definitely take a flyer on him. Now, of course, like you you know, everybody's talking about I mean, good the- quarterback draft. And there are a lot of good quarterbacks in the league as it is. But depending on the situation you're in. So there's enough quarterbacks in terms of starters. But when you start looking around backups, like there's some teams really struggling. Oh, yeah. With like, you know, who their second string quarterback is. I like to me, and of course, like, what's the asking price? Like, am I giving like a fourth or fifth pick? Sure. Am I going to give a first for Donald? Absolutely not. So, like, it depends what the asking price is at this point. Right. And he's not going to garner a big wage. So, at this point, so yeah, I would definitely say it's kind of, I feel like it's going to be kind of like a Trubisky situation. Like, you put him in that. I, I, I agree. Yeah. So. Speaking of Carolina Panther head coaches. <laughs> Uh-oh. Ron Rivera putting Wentz on blast this week. Will Jackson coming out saying he wants out and wants to be in a different place that can use him. That actually knows how to use him? Yeah, that actually would know oh, how to gee, use him. Gee, what a novel concept. Yeah. Speaking of knowing how to use people, do you know that the Commanders only have one takeaway this year? Yeah. And who's that by? Derek Forrest. Yeah, the best player in their secondary. Yeah, and only plays 68% of the snaps. I The fact that Bobby McCain is starting over Derek Forrest is baffling to me. Bobby McCain's giving up 72.7% completion on patches th- passes thrown his way, worst of his career. Yards per completion is 19.8, the worst of his career, which it's not like he's had a great no. career anyway. He's been serviceable well, up we until now. Him, he was in he came from Miami, correct? Correct. And I- I feel like when we when Washington, I don't even say we anymore. When Washington signed him, it was like, okay, that's cool depth to safety. That's right. literally what I thought. I didn't say like, here's a star safety or this guy's definitely going to be our safety. It was like, cool, that's depth in our secondary. That's literally what I thought when we signed him. So I don't know where we get this like he's a premier starter every down guy. I yeah. I, I no playing ninety six percent of the snaps, only twenty three tackles, one pass deflection. Meanwhile, Derek Forrest, 68% of the snaps, has a 54.5 completion, um, better than any year in McCain's career. Um, yards per completion against him, 12.9, again, better than any year in McCain's career. Um, 73.1 quarterback rating, has more tackles in less time, 25 tackles, three pass deflections, an interception, a forced fumble, and a tackle for loss, all which McCain does not have. So I just... When you don't even know how to handle your personnel on your side of the ball, it'd be one thing if he was an offensive coach, didn't know how to use his defensive players, but he is a defensive head coach not knowing how to use his defensive players. This is troublesome. I think it's beyond troublesome, right? It's it's like there's, there's no excuse for it at all. Like Derek Forrest is playing his butt off, and and then you look like William Jackson wanting a trade. Well, like, duh. Yeah, like, we he, picked up a... Man-to-man corner to play in his own defense. Yeah, I'd be unhappy When too. we had Ronald Darby, who's a great zone corner. And, yeah. Well, not great, but a better than what Will Jackson is at zone. Yeah. And the thing is, like, 
if I'm William Jackson, I'm mad because that really plummets your stock sometimes. Yes. Like people were like, oh, he's a, look, he was overrated in Cincinnati, I guess. Because people aren't looking at, like, man's, like, the general public, anyway. Not looking at, like, oh, this team played man, Scheme. this team played his own, blah, 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 right? It's just like, oh, well, he was good first few years, went to Washington, now he sucks. And he got like, paid and started sucking. Yeah. Like, that's I, literally what that's people That's going to be the say. reputation. Yeah. So, yeah, if I'm William Jackson, no, I don't want that. I want to go play in a team that's going to use me. Like, hey, like, let, like, God knows they need help. Like, trade on the Pittsburgh. Like, it's just like, he... Like, he's got to go somewhere that plays strict man. Right, exactly. And on top of all this, I mean, we just haven't looked good. Well, I think what's really concerning, too, with Rivera is, you know, one of the things we've done well in historically with Rivera is penalties. And you look at the last two games, yes. and they've been off the charts. And so I think, like, once you start seeing that, to me, when you see... Because when you see that from a coach, and that's always their issue, then that's just a coach who doesn't really coach discipline. You don't say that about Ron Rivera. What I see now is a coach who traditionally had less penalties, and now you're seeing all these penalties, is players don't respect their head Great. coach. Players losing faith in the coaching yeah. staff. Which, why wouldn't why, you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? And the problem is, and we're not going to get into this Dana Snyder talk today, but the problem is, like, you're not just disrespecting your head. Like, it's not that you don't have, just that you don't have respect for Ron Rivera, but you also don't respect the organization at this point. Why right. would you? Especially, with yeah, like you said, we're not going to get into it, but there's a lot going on. Outside of the building, or well, inside the building, but outside of the field, and yeah, how we, I'd want out too at this point. Right. I mean, William Jackson has every right. Like, you can't be upset at him as a fan at all. Like, he deserves to be somewhere that's going to use him right. And it's at this point, Washington's the circus, and because of everything going on, Ron Rivera probably won't be the next coach fired, but he should be. And honestly, if they don't beat the Bears tonight, then he should be gone. Yeah, I completely agree. I. I really don't see how we lose this game tonight. Our the Bears' two wins are against the Texans in the monsoon game against Trey Lance and the 49ers. Right. Which Justin Fields, what, threw like eight passes or completed eight passes in that game. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, fine. A win's a win. I get it. But they're not beating anybody. I mean, no. Heck, the Washington beat Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's better than both those teams. I mean, I'm 49ers because of the monsoon. I'm not counting that. But they're better than the Texans. Now, maybe. We did mention Montez Sweat last week, so our defensive front did have the best game of its year. Five sacks, hey, 13 quarterback hits. Another person listening to our podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, five sacks, 13 quarterback hits. against Again, against that Bears offensive line, we should exactly. repeat that. We should repeat uh, that. Exactly Justin right. Fields should be uncomfortable. And then we do have a passing game that I did like last week. De'Ami Brown finally showed up and did what yeah, he was we're drafted not to do. When they're not doing penalties. Right, exactly. When they're not getting penalized. But... Yeah, it's just, and my my big thing, and I mentioned this when he called out Jamin Davis earlier this year. Now this week he calls out Carson Wentz. I just I don't understand. Like, I feel through the whole Ron Rivera era, he wasn't calling out players. Now he's calling out players, and Jamin Davis is a result of I don't know maybe a middle linebacker covering people that he shouldn't be slot wide receivers. Yeah, it. It doesn't make any sense. So you're calling out somebody on your side of the ball because you're putting him in bad situations. And then Carson Wentz, you're calling out saying that you have less quarterback play than the rest of your division. So he's worse than Cooper Rush. And he's worse than Daniel Jones. Now, he's worse than Jalen Hurts. Of course. But, but 
He's not the best quarterback in the division, but, but still, really, that's a ridiculous statement. Yeah, like quarterback play. I could, I could maybe see Daniel Jones, but Cooper Rush, like right. the only thing he's doing is just not turning the ball over. Right. That's the only good thing he's doing. He had like 106 yards this week. So what, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, you know, the difference between them and the teams in the East is coaching. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, if you look Plain at like, and, and I don't like Mike McCarthy, but look at their coordinators, right? So at least he's got the coordinators in Dallas, so the coordinators are doing the job. We'll see what McCarthy mucks up at the end of the year slash playoffs when it comes to game management and all that important stuff. But in terms of, like, coordinators, they're good. So they have better coaching than Washington does. Certainly Brian Dable, who, I mean, coach of the year at this point, right? Yes. Like, got to be up there. And then you have... Depending on what the Jets do. The shocking Nick Sirianni, I've, whatever happened... Like, he's way better than anybody thought. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, the John, like, that's the problem, too. The problem here, and it's kind of the same with, like, Panthers going into the season, Matt Rules. At this point, watching the season's over because the division's way too good. Oh, yeah. Like, you have. Pun on the season, draft one of the quarterbacks. That's I, where I'm that's at this point. To, like, Dallas, like, you know, Dallas has an interesting situation we'll talk about later. Philadelphia hasn't lost yet. And the Giants finally got a respectable win against Green Bay. I think for a while there was questions like, okay, yeah, they're they're three and one, but they haven't beaten anyone. Well, they beat Green Bay. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm not saying that was like a gigantic, like they didn't blow them out or anything, but still, that's like honestly a playoff. You NFC co- it was a comeback game. win too. They were down seventeen right. three, so it's not like it was a they steamrolled win. them and the and Green Bay looked bad the whole game. Or like was... Green Bay came back and didn't have enough at the end, kind of thing, right? Right. Like, I mean, it's kind of happened, but not like all the way through the game. So right. Like, so, definitely agree with that. And like you said, with Brian Dable, Coach of the Year, another person, depending on the trajectory of their team, could be considered Coach of the Year, Robert Sala. You want to talk about the Jets? The, the, we kind of made fun of the Jets a lot in our podcast so far. Uh, we keep saying Jets are the Jets are the Jets. Are we not going to say that anymore? I don't think we can say that anymore. Here, here's the thing. So, I know, like, everybody's going to look at last week and they'd say, well, you know, two is out. Bridgewater goes down, right? Skylar Thompson comes in. He's super game-managing at this point, right? And who can blame him? But it's just like, the Jets scored 40 points on the Dolphins' defense. Like, the right. Dolphins' bread and butter is their defense. Yeah. So, like, I mean, t- what Tua Hill and Waddle were doing were phenomenal and obviously helping the calls. The Dolphins, at the heart of the things, are a defensive team. And they just dropped 40 points on them. Not only did they drop 40, it's their first win of 20-plus points since November 24th, 2019, they beat the Raiders 34 to 3. That's the last time they won more than 20 points. So it's one of those games where this isn't a Jets win that you see. Correct. And Reese Hall. Like, yeah. I, 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 I floated out Dotson as rookie of the year. I think I'm wrong. I think he's a candidate, but unfortunately, the team he plays on does not use him all the way through. Right. But like, Reese Hall's got to be rookie of the year at this point, right? I would like I mean venture to agree with that. I don't think there's anybody else I, the closest and, and would be Dotson, and that's just because he's got four touchdowns. Touch yeah, it touchdown passes. That's like half his receptions are touchdowns. A passes. third of them, yeah. <laughs> he's got twelve receptions, four of them are touchdowns. Now he was out last week, and that's why Deami Brown had a good game. But right. and but we don't know how to use him. Brees Hall, eighteen rushes, ninety seven yards, a touchdown, two receptions, a hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, it He's he's got to be getting better every and single think, week. Again, being a Jets fan, we talked about this with the Texans. Regardless of what happens this year in the AFC East, 
they're they're on the right trajectory. Like you exactly. have a young quarterback, and Zach Wilson isn't like that's the other thing about Zach Wilson. Again, against that defense, not turning the ball over. Like that's this huge thing, right? Throwing interceptions, like not turning the ball over, not fumbling, uh, not taking ridiculous sacks. And so you have him. You have Brees Hall. You just drafted. Like that team. Garrett is Wilson, you up. just drafted. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. They have been hitting on draft picks. Like, yes. Wilson was the question mark. But if he's going to turn out to be at least, like, good, he doesn't have to be that great, actually. And then, like, it's honestly, it's just turning over the ball for him, in my opinion. Right. And if he can figure that out, like, I mean, they're on the way up. And they, honestly, they could sneak into a wild card this year. But definitely in the future years, they're on the way up. Oh, yeah. They're on the way up, and other teams in the AFC are on their way down. That's true. So, you know, very interesting. Speaking of down AFC teams... What's going on with the Broncos, man? Uh, there's a lot going on with the Broncos. So we, uh, so I'm going to pull back a little bit because we were really, really, really hard on Nathaniel Hackett. Yes. And the game management stuff is still crappy. Don't get me wrong. I know they brought a guy in, but I'm still going to blame him for the first two games. Like he, yes, the game management stuff, I don't know what he's doing. Hopefully he'll learn. But watching that game against the Colts made me realize that yeah, it's not all from Nathaniel Hackett. Russell Wilson... I don't know if he's not healthy. I don't know if he's over the hill. I'm not sure if maybe were we all wrong and he was never actually that good to begin with and Pete Carroll's actually a good head coach. Because look at Geno Smith. Exactly. So I don't know what's happening. Russell Wilson was one of my favorite quarterbacks. He is missing throws. He is missing reads. He is, like, even if he's making the right read, he's throwing the ball on the wrong shoulder, on the wrong side of the coverage. There's just all these things that he is just not getting. And I like I'm not sure what's happening with him. Right. Something that I jotted down was I watched that last pick he threw in the end zone like five or six times. Cause I, I had to make sure I was seeing what I was seeing. Judy was wide open yeah. on the other side of the ball. He had perfect protection, so it wasn't yeah. like he was rushed. No. Now it was happy feet live on turf in that game. Both team both guys were under distress the whole game, but in that play in particular, not really getting he had a clean pocket. He stared down that receiver. He did. Absolutely. And Gilmore just literally didn't have to do anything. He just and called the if ball. You're like stare somebody down, maybe not be guarded Gilmore. by Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, maybe not be Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I completely agree. Wilson doesn't look now. It did come out that he had injections done in his shoulder this week, and maybe there is an injury thing there, but I've also heard people say that maybe that's him just coming out with a scapegoat to say, like, this is why I'm not looking good. I think that's any of it, really, because even if his injuries, I mean, you spent $245 million on the guy. So, like, this is a big issue. Yeah. Like, this is their, because this is going to take up their cap moving forward. Like, their that defense is going to crumble in, like, two years. Right. Because this is what happens. They're going to have to start paying Chubb and all right. these other players. And yeah. it's just, you know, at some point, they're going to have to choose who they keep. And that's never a good option. No, I, I just, I think this is, I think this could be, I don't really want to be doom and gloom this early, but it looks really bad. So hopefully it's a short-term injury and he can get healthy and figure things out. Because if not, Denver's in for a long next three to four years at this point. Yeah, exactly. Basically until they get it out in that contract. Right. But Broncos lose to the Colts. Colts pull out a victory. Out of the hat in that game, somebody had to win, right? Somebody had to win, but you know what? Colts have also beat the Chiefs. And I like what is going on with the AFC South? Like I so Texans beat the Jaguars. The Colts beating the Broncos. Right, Jaguars look like the best team leading into this week. They lose to the Texans. 
Colts beat the Chiefs, now beat the Broncos. Uh, one thing I will say about the Colts that I – do they have an emergency receiver? I, it looked like it. Alec Pierce, week. eight receptions, 81 yards last week. He four receptions, 80 yards. Um, meanwhile, Pittman's dropping in his uh, – well, I think production. that's related, right? Right. Like you're, all the coverage shift in the Pittman. Right, exactly. So, so this is going to help Pittman throughout the year if Alec Pierce becomes an emergency mer- merging receiver. Sheesh, English. But, yeah, so I, I like that for Matt Ryan as well. But, they, man, they need to protect him. They need to protect him. They need their running backs to come back. And I think, like, that's, that's going to be the issue going forward is, like, the health of uh, Himes and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yes. And then, again, are they going to be able to keep Matt Ryan up upright? Because, again, he's not a mobile guy. He's not going to escape the pass rush. He's not even like a Carson Wentz or big body guy that can shrug. I mean, he's just going to get sacked if right. you don't protect him. I and that think, was him throughout his career, and it's right. even worse now that he's 39. And so I, I think if they can fix the offensive line, they have a chance. I mean, any team right now has a chance to South. Right. They have a very good chance of winning the South. I still think it's probably the Titans. They didn't look super impressive against Washington, but they won. And, and, and at the end of the day, that's what matters. Derrick Henry, 300-yard game in a row. Right. Like, is I really think this is the kind of year where he has to be healthy. Yes. It's not, they can't have they last, can't year. last year. They can't do last year. So if he's healthy, they win. And I don't think it'll okay. be close. If he's not healthy, who But wins? if he's not, man... It's going to be interesting end of the year. That's I think for you sure. Could honestly, pick the Texans and not be that wrong. Like I think you'd like, be wrong. I like. I agree. I would not pick the Texans, but I would listen to your argument. Like, but I, I if like... if because they have young pieces, if they started melding together under Lovey Smith, would you, it wouldn't be shocking? No. If, and I and mean, plus, Pierce is a stud. Yeah, so Pierce like... is a stud. Mills is. I think he's smart, and he just has no receivers. Right. <laughs> And honestly, I like some of their defensive pieces. Derek Stingley Jr., rookie, um, third pick in the draft. He had two two pass deflections and interception. Desmond King, three pass deflections, interception in this game. Now, Jacksonville, I think this game for Lawrence is just growing pains. Like, he's going to have these kind of games. It's his second year. I agree. And also, first under Pearson, right? So, I think, like, when you have, like, that uh, first head coach or first year head coach kind of thing, you're going to see that growing pains. I think the Jaguars, and I'm not saying they're going to win the South, but I do think the Jaguars are going to be a better team at the end of the year than they are right now or slash being certainly week one when they lost to Washington. Right, exactly. Um, so I just think that in, in division game, Texans-Jags. Like, Texans yeah, beat know. the Jags a good bit, which, I mean, right. they've both been kind of bad the last couple of years. So, yeah, Uh the South is definitely interesting. Very curious to watch how that kind of all so, plays out. So right now we're both saying Titans as long as Henry's healthy. Yeah, as long as Henry's healthy. And I if think he's not. I think you go with Titans. And if he's not, flip a coin, uh, roll, roll a dice. dice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, roll a all dice. Right. Um, I've been saying it. We're moving on to the Falcons. Charles, what have I been saying for the last two weeks? And I'm jumping on board this week. It's Ritter time. It's got to be. It's, it's got to be, be Ritter time. And. I would take it a step further. Okay. I think you bring in another backup quarterback. Why? This league's a copycat league, right? Okay, yeah. Could I make the argument that Marcus Mariota could be used in the same style as Taysom Hill? Uh, I'm, I'm willing to listen to that argument. Taysom Hill's completion percentage is 64.3. Mariota's 62.5. Yards per attempt passing. 
7.6 for Hill, 7.5 for Mariota. Now, Mariota is better in the sense that he's got a, like almost a 2 to 1 touchdown interception ratio, and Hill's 1 to 1. Ratings right around 87. And of course, they both can run the ball. I think you could easily make that argument. Like, why aren't we seeing this more with some of these rushing quarterbacks? Make them a weapon rather than. Especially if you've used them and you've tried to see what they can do and they just can't, you know, 62.5 isn't going to cut it in today's NFL as far as completion percentage. But with the way he plays and the style he plays, he still runs the ball very well. I think the answer to your question might be want, right? Like, does Mariota want to do that? And the answer might be no. It might like, be if, no. If but... you're a quarterback and do you really want to go and, and, you know, take handoffs and play tight end and block defense alignment? Like, the answer could probably be no. I mean... You know, when New England picked up Cam Newton, I kind of thought they'd be running like a, you know, 1937 wishbone offense and Cam Newton would throw five balls a game. They literally would just run through the middle with like their 18,000 running backs and Cam Newton. I still think that would have worked, by the way. I think yeah. they would have gotten double digit wins if they did that and just ran the ball into the ground like 1927 Georgia Tech style. But like, I think it's one. I don't know. I mean, I don't know Mariota, obviously. Again, we have no business doing this. We don't know anyone. But, like, I I just think that quarterbacks probably don't want to do that. No, but at some point, you kind of got to phrase it as you either do that or you aren't well, seeing the field. Well, or you're a backup quarterback. Right. But I'm saying if they bring up a serviceable backup and say you either do this or you're out, like, I mean... What choice do you have? I yeah, I, asking I think, for a trade like Will Jackson, but <laughs> I think right now when you're at week six, like you know, what backup quarterbacks are hanging around for you to pick up? Right, agreed. But I'm just saying for the future, something to think about. Maybe some, maybe, and honestly, not just Mariota. There's definitely other quarterbacks that you could do this with. But but so, I think he's more of a glaring. Like I think it would work really well. We Atlanta is like there ish. Yeah. It says when rendered or Ritter time. We yeah. gotta just see what we have at this point. Right. See so what you have at this have point. And honestly, if if Ritter has a little bit more production than Mariota, you have a chance at this division right now. That's true. That's absolutely like true. they had a chance to come back and be the Buccaneers and whatever you want to think about the roughing the passer call. Like they were on pace to make yeah. a run and <laughs> so put Ritter in, see what you got. Because you see what you got, and... We know what we have in Mario. Right. There's no question now. It's over. So let's yes, put in Ritter. exactly. Completely agree. Absolutely completely agree. I want to talk about Devontae Adams. Okay. Everybody's talking about him, but let's talk about yeah, football. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about what everybody's talking about. I don't want to talk about him the way that you might think that I want to talk about him. They are not using him correctly. At all. Gee, a Josh McDaniels Shocker. football team isn't using a player correctly? Travis, please go on. Now, it's a little weird to talk about because he did have two touchdowns in this last game, but he only had three receptions. Okay. So far this year, his target percentage, how many receptions he gets per target, 53.7, which is the lowest in his last seven years. It's the only year under 60% since 2015. And the only year under 70% since 2019. Why? Because that's what I always think about. I think about why. And I love looking at trends. Like, that's what I love to do, especially in the numbers. And that's why I like to deep dive into numbers. They're targeting him down the field too much. Like, I, Devontae Adams is not a burner. That's true. He, it, 
all of his stuff is footwork. Like, quick slants. Like, he beats you off the line. But he's not going to beat you off the line and then, you know, keep four steps on you. Right. So, his average yards per reception this year is 14.3, which is the most in his career by a whole yard in average, which is a lot. And average yards uh, depth of target is 11, which is also, again, more than a yard since 2018, at least. And so why are we... Just why? Why are we trying to make him a deep threat? You're trying to make him a deep threat. You have the the target issue. And what makes it weird about all that is it's not like... Hunter Renfro is taking all the targets either. Right. What in the world is going on in Las Vegas? Like, I, I have no idea. It's great because when you watch them play the Chiefs and you watch them and some of the... When, that, when you just sit and you just watch them play 20 minutes of football, they look like a legit team. Like, yeah. like they have all the pieces there. Everything's there. Like, the defense, eh, it's good enough. And, like, the offense or can be good enough, serviceable, we'll say. And then the offense has a lot of weapons, but I'll be damned that they're being used correctly. Josh Jacobs might actually be having the season of his life, like, in terms of, like, yards per carry. But, like, I... But, honestly, Josh McDaniels has never had a problem with a run game. No. It, that's never been the issue. And, like, I just don't understand, like, like Derek Carr, I thought was on the up after last year. Like, it's right. like he was on the rise. And I get that he's not a super young guy, but, like, it's always been kind of buried in something. Like, Gruden was super overrated, and, like, he was only up. Like, you, you thought you had all the pieces. All you had to do is not bring... I mean, imagine if Raiders went out and got Brian Dable. Like, they'd right. probably be undefeated right now. Or, oh, like, yeah. at least one loss. Like, I, it's just... You know, Josh McDaniels? I, it's just... I, and I we say it every week. I would probably have to stop. But it's just ridiculous to me. But I completely agree with you, Travis. Like, Devontae Adams is being completely misused. He's not being used enough, and he's not being used correctly. Like, both of those things are true. Well, and the weird thing is, is, like, I wouldn't even say he's not being used enough because they target him more than, like, anybody in the league right now. It's just his percentage is so low because you're using him not in what makes him him. Correct. Like, right. I thought bringing him in, because, agree, Derek Hart on the up and up from last year, like, he finally became a leader, and his numbers were, like, the best he had, and I thought his percentage, his completion percentage was going to go up just because you have the sure hands of Devontae Adams, but not if you're trying to make him a deep threat. Right. I, I, yeah. And, and I think that's even a Derek Carr thing, too. I'm not sure that you should be having Derek Carr throwing deep bombs to people all day. Like, I feel like he's best when you're hitting medium-length slants. Right. Like, so it's like you're not even using anybody's strength. Like, Derek Carr's or Devontae Adams. And I'm not saying Derek Carr can't throw the deep ball. I'm just saying his strongest game is also Devontae Adams' strongest game. So why not use it? Like, right. It, and that's why really they sense. get along. That's why they did well in college. Correct. That's why they're in the NFL. Like, like I don't get it. I know. Just say, you might as well just have Derek Carr be the offense player at this point. I mean. Or one of them. I feel like that's pretty much what happened last year. Look what happened. Exactly. So, anyway. I just wanted to bring that up. And we have talked about coaching, and you kind of hit on Mike McCarthy. I actually want to say something about Mike McCarthy. So everybody kind of rags on him, mm-hmm. but, I mean, he wins. Like, he does. Like, yes, horrible game management. Completely agree. But no matter where he's been, he's won. Well, so he let's end on, let, let's he hasn't talk. been in that many places. So let's end on the Cowboys here. Okay. So 
Cowboys have an interesting, they have two very interesting problems. One is, and I'm, we're going to say this like two seconds and move on because we say it every week, Tony Pollard should be the starting running back. Yeah. And last week's numbers, eight, but eight uh, carries it. for like 100 and some yards. Pollard, eight carries for 86, 86 yards, 10.8 yards per carry. Zeke, 22 carries for 78, 78 yards, 3.5 yards per carry. No Who touchdowns. should be the starting running back? Yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah. So not even a question. Move on. That's not the interesting problem is, is Cooper Rush a better quarterback than Dak Prescott? Obviously, without a shadow of a doubt, the answer to that question is no. But does he fit this team better than Dak well, Prescott? I don't even know the answer to that question. The, the real question, I think, is, is the style of football that the Cowboys are playing with him at quarterback better than the style of football that they play when Dak Prescott's quarterback? And the answer to that question is, I guess, because when Dak Prescott's in there, they certainly don't win football games. I was just about to say, what do you want? And Cooper Rush is winning. Do you want to have a top five offense, or do you want to win games? So, there's no quarterback controversy for two reasons. Because, A, Dak Prescott's getting paid, and B, talented in almost every way better than Cooper Rush. The problem is going to be that if somehow the Cowboys with Cooper Rush beat the Eagles, and Dak Prescott comes back the next game and loses then you have to talk about it, correct? Yeah, and it's the Cowboys, so you always have to talk about right. it. Right, but like, and 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 then I don't even know at that point if you talk about because it's really a Dak Prescott sucks situation, which I don't think it is, or it's just like, again, almost like a Washington situation, which are your coaches using your players correctly? Right. And so, I, it, to me, it's, it's such an interesting thing because their defense is way better than I thought it would be this year. Oh, yeah. And so I, we definitely, or I, definitely underestimated them this year because I thought the defense can take a few steps back. Completely agree. I was wrong. Yep, me too. So their defense is top flight, which means they're going to be competing for that division. Like, I know the Eagles are undefeated, but they're going to be there. The problem is going to be if Dak Prescott gets in, if they throw the ball 50 times a game, they will lose. Yeah, completely agree. But the thing is, is even with Dak Prescott, what was his best year? Stat-wise or winning record-wise? Winning record-wise. Rookie year. Right. 13-3. and What did they do? Played defense, ran the ball. Yeah, exactly right. And Dak was an accent to that. Yeah, because you had Elliott just destroying everyone. Right, because that was when Elliott was good. If they play that way with Dak in there, it'll be great. Right. And honestly... Super Bowl contender. I, I put them in that. Con- I put them in that conversation because there are there will be games where you'll have to ask Dak to like make a play or two, and he can do that absolutely. But if they go like you said, if they go back to the Dak's going to throw it thirty plus thirty five plus times a game, and we're going to rush fifteen, that yeah, they should be rushing fifteen <laughs> a piece, or at least fifteen Tommy Pollard and eight with Ellie something right. But like th- yeah. And, and the other thing, too, let's talk about this as well. It's not just the play of Dak Prescott and running the system through him and whether or not that works, but it's also, like, he doesn't have the weapons that he's had, receiving-wise. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like, they lose Cooper, right? And, like, C.D. Lamb's, like, the most inconsistent wide receiver in the league. And so... Gallup can't stay healthy. And, and Gallup can't stay healthy. And, then, you know, Noah Browns look good under Cooper Rush, but I have no idea what kind of rapport he's going to have with Prescott. Right. And so, and he didn't produce anything last game, even with Rush. So I don't know if that's a flash and pan situation or what that is. So like, I it's just it's not just that Dak Prescott can't win throwing fifty times. It's just he can't win with these weapons. Certainly, 
Right. Completely agree. Completely agree. But they that. have the team to do it. Just will the coaches realize it? I don't know. I don't know. And it was very interesting because I know uh, Joe Montana came out and talked about how he sat on the bench when he was injured and watched his backup run the offense in a different way, and it helped him when he came back. So it could also be on Dak to say, like, let's keep this style of offense and let me make some plays here and there, but if we're winning games, let's win games. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, And and that is also on Dak because he can step up and say, hey, I don't think we should be throwing 50 times a game. and. And maybe they think, like, maybe there's something where it's like, oh, because we signed him this amount of money and because he wants his stats to look good, he wants to throw it. I have no idea. I don't know any of that. But, like, he needs, they need to figure that out because it's, and and regardless of any kind of talent, it doesn't matter. If he loses football games, the talk is going to be loud. Like, why yes. not put Cooper Rush back in because he was undefeated and Dak Prescott's losing. It doesn't even matter if Dak Prescott's throwing 500 yards a game. If he's losing... There's going to be, it's Dallas. There's going to be noise. Right. There's going to be noise. And I think, I don't think it matters. I think the only stat that will matter when it comes to that, if they start losing, will be takeaways. Yeah. Because Cooper Rush has yet to turn the ball over. Yes. There is still two turnovers for their entire year. One interception by Dak, one fumble by Dalton Schultz. Yeah, that's exactly were, right. That is how they were winning these games. They were winning the turnover battle against the Rams. Three takeaways, zero turnovers by themselves. So if Dak comes in, first game, interception, fumble, loss, and they lose, I think that's the conversation to have. Agreed. Agreed. It's going to be, I'm, I'm really interested to watch them over the next three or four weeks and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of the next three or four weeks, let's talk about week Six so, football. Since we're talking about Dallas, right? I mean, the game of the week, probably Dallas-Philadelphia. Yes, very... Like, again, super... NFC East is the best division or one of best divisions. <laughs> yeah, right excluding now. Washington. Right. They're one of the toughest divisions in the league right now. Right. So you have Dallas and Philadelphia. That's a huge game. And then the Giants. Giants. Playing the Ravens. Playing the Ravens. I'm very curious about this game. Me too. Because the Ravens have kind of been... You know, they they're good bled. when they're good. Yeah, they're they good when they're leads. good, and then they blow leads, all that kind of thing. And even last game with Lamar Jackson, like he didn't look great, missed a couple throws, overthrew, had an interception where he overthrew somebody, also missed a touchdown where he yeah, overthrew at least the somebody. learned to use their best player, Justin Tucker, and actually kick field goals. Right, right. Yeah. Time. And it, that that's a whole thing around the league right now. Like, okay, I get go for it fourth down, but there are certain situations because the Bengals in that game. Correct. Went for it on fourth down. Missed a field goal opportunity, lost by two. Just saying. Just saying. I <laughs> and you have Evan McPherson, so it's not like you and granted you were on the two, but, but But Giants, you got this game is at home. You just beat Green Bay. You prove to people, are you a fluke or are you for real? Now, this is a big game for them. Big game for them. And you gotta keep pace with whoever wins the game right. between Eagles and Cowboys. And you're taking you're going ahead of the team that loses. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And but again, Barkley's shoulder. Is he 100? Yeah. percent And how is he going? to... I mean, he came back and still looked good. Of course. So I, th- I, you I'm know, not worried about it. Everybody's like, oh, he was limited in practice. Well, duh. They just got back from, you know, across the sea. So like, <laughs> take a break. Yeah, limited in practice. Make sure he's 100 percent for the game. Agreed. Um, but if it gets reaggravated, something like that, that's something to look forward for because he's been a little bit injury prone in his tenure. And if he goes down. I think everything crumbles around that. I so. agree. That, that's the one issue with Giants is depth on offense. Meh. 
Yeah, definitely no offense. But Daniel Jones had 77% completion percentage last game. Honestly, best game probably of his career almost. Yeah. So um, very curious to Again, see that progression as well. Rookie coach, right? They're going to move up. Right, That's exactly. Thing. And offensive rookie coach. So very curious to see how Daniel Jones ends this season. Right. I, I absolutely agree. Another game I think to look out for because the AFC South is so ridiculous is Jaguars playing the Colts. I mean, that's it's like I very guess, important game. A very important game. <laughs> very important. I mean, at game. this point, all division games in that division are super important. Yes, but I, I feel like I feel like if if Derrick Henry goes down, like this game could decide. Like, Agreed, and I think like you know, can the Colts set a tone now? Like they're like, okay, they have this win. Can they roll out and beat the Jaguars? Can the Jaguars bounce back from the Texans? Losing against the Texans. So it's a very important game for both teams. Very important game for both teams. And honestly, like, we kind of talked about Frank Reich a couple weeks ago. And I think this might be an important game for him in yeah, general. Because, you know, he's had a bad record against the Jaguars. And really, at the end of this year, because of kind of the way the Colts have gone the last couple of weeks, will this decide... Will these kind of games be the deciding factor of whether they keep Frank Reich at the end of the year? Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And... Uh, by the way, we talked earlier about the Giants and their game in London. Packers play another New York team this week. Packers-Jets. I think that's an interesting game. Very interesting game. Jets are on the up and up, just like we said. We can't say the Jets are the Jets are the Jets are the Jets anymore. No. But I'm, I'm very curious about this game. Because I think since Zach Wilson's been back, they've been playing like really good offensive football. And it, as long as they can keep that defense together. And honestly, the Packers haven't been blowing people out of the water anyway because they don't understand that they need to use Aaron Jones a lot more. I don't understand how and he did. And A.J. Dillon, by the way. Yeah, like, I, both I, of their running like, Honestly, I think their lack of use in the game, because they were up 17-3. Like, literally just turn it, hand it off. They were averaging yeah. like five yards a carry. Like, what are we doing? But, um, so very curious to see how that game unfolds. Very curious. And then, you know, Bill's Chiefs, that's a lot of people's AFC championship. I think that was yours, right? Yeah. So uh, that that's a huge game. I don't... Rematch from last year's divisional round, which right, was which a great is a, game. One of the best playoff games of all time, right? So I think everybody's really excited about that one. And that's going to be the 4 o'clock game, so I'm sure everybody will be watching that and one. I'm very curious about this because I feel like this game, like, maybe not, you know, obviously the game in the conference championship if they both make it there that's what they did it for but these are the kind of games that you brought in Vaughn Miller you brought in um Jordan Phillips like you brought these defensive front pieces because you need to make Mahomes uncomfortable um and I know like the line right now has the Chiefs as an underdog for the first time at home since Mahomes tenure so very interesting that that happened that that's happening but the Chiefs haven't been super impressive over the past few weeks yeah you know, they lose to the Colts. They barely get by the Raiders. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's, yeah. I, I mean, right now, the Bills had a bounce-back game last week against my Steelers. Yeah. But, you know, right. Are you still are you still on uh, the Steelers? Let's give it another week or two. All right, give it another week. I mean, they the played Bucks this week, so. Yeah, okay, two, three weeks. I was about to say, that is, that is the, tough, the other tough uh, defense. Hopefully everybody in the North loses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Any other games you think we got to kind of take a look at and keep an eye on? Panthers, only because, you know, new head coach, P.J. Walker's going in. Sorry, P.J. Walker, like, if he just doesn't turn the ball over, like, he can be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he does turn the ball over a lot, so. 
but I think he, he, he's he's got some pieces there. Uh, and then the Rams have not been very good. So it's be interesting to see because then, man, if the Panthers, and again, the Rams are having, they're struggling this year so far. But the Rams were a perennial, like, Super Bowl pick. So if the Panthers can win that game, being the first game that Matt rules out, that's pretty interesting. Like, it'd be a very big win for Steve Wilkes. It'd be a very big win. And I honestly, I feel like a lot of times when like an interim coach comes in like that first game like it's, teams it, fired up like yeah they get like, pumped up they get pumped up and plus they all kind of realize like it's our time butts to, are on the line yeah like our butts are on the line like they just fired the coach so everybody's everybody's playing for whoever's going to be coming in to take a look honestly i think the biggest thing in this game is going to be looking at like brian burns okay. like because the rams offensive line has been atrocious yeah terrible this year so and uh he's playing pretty great football i mean he's got six quarterback hits um, and he's got four sacks this year. So I, I really think it's going to depend on like the kind of game he can have. And if they have an answer for him this year, I don't or this game. Sorry. I, I would never have thought about this in the beginning of the season, but I really do think the Panthers have a legit shot of winning that football game. Right. Which, <laughs> which is, is insane. Ridiculous to say, ridiculous to say but, but that's why we like the NFL. Yeah. And again, why, yeah, I love the NFL excited for the game tonight. Excited for games this weekend. Anything you want to say to wrap this thing up and tie a little bow? I have absolutely nothing. And the AOC, South, I don't know. There's so much going on, Travis. I have nothing to say. I, I just, I love the NFL. I love the parody that comes with it. So many things happening this year. Only that one undefeated team. Everybody's got to win. Yeah, everybody's got to win. One undefeated team. I, I, I love, and so many things this year that n- pff, nobody was calling. Some of the things that you were calling, nobody else was calling. That's right. And Giants, <laughs> Jaguars. Yeah. Although Jaguars. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Giants. Who would have thought the Giants is the best out of the Giants, Jags, and Steelers pick? Yeah, I definitely would not have. I I, I jumped on bandwagon with your Steelers pick because you were like, you convinced me. And then now I'm a little frustrated that you convinced me. So <laughs> I think I was more right in that. But anyway, um, have a great weekend. Tune in next week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. If you did, please like, follow, subscribe, share with your friends. Tell everybody. If you didn't like it, just act like it never happened. Move along. We totally understand. Have a great weekend.